Thanks so much for joining me in my six-part mini-series with actionable strategies you could do right now to unclutter your workspace, your time, and your information. These are just a few of the pointers I offer in my From Fog to Focus coaching program. I decided to offer this series to honor the one-year anniversary of the global pandemic. Even after a year of working from home, so many people are still struggling with balancing it all. Or they've returned to the office and even the simplest tasks of our day-to-day work have completely changed. I'd love to know what has helped you most in this mini-series. You can reach me at katherine at katherineavery.com or callwithkatherine.com to schedule a virtual coffee. I'm so looking forward to hearing from you and I hope you gain so much from this series. Hey everyone, Catherine Avery, host of the Uncluttered Office podcast and owner of productivitybydesign.com. So this is the fourth in our mini series. Today, we're going to be talking about calendars and scheduling your time. Super excited to be sharing this content with you today because it's what I get as the question most often from my clients. Most of them come to me and they say, I'm overwhelmed. I don't have enough time for this. I need 27 hours in a day. And they're looking at their problems as time management problems, when they might actually be more emotional management problems or mindset management problems. They can even be uh, space management problems. You don't know where things are supposed to go. Uh, You don't have systems in place. Your digital filing system is disorganized. You get sucked into the social media trap. There are just so many real reasons hiding behind calendar management reasons. And and don't get me wrong, there are also calendar management issues. But today, we're actually just going to talk about the calendar. So here we go. Exciting stuff. So the very first thing you want to do when you're looking at your calendar is create a time tracker. What does that mean? Well, when I created the time tracker for Epic Office and for Productivity by Design, I set it up such that you could look at your time over the course of, say, three days in half-hour increments. And really, it's the time from when you wake up until the time when you go to sleep at night. And what you're looking at is not only what activity are you doing in that given half-hour increment, but also how's your energy level? Is it high, medium, or low? What's the importance of the task you're working on? Is it important or not important? And what's the urgency of it? Is it urgent or non-urgent? And the reason for doing this is to see how do you use your time right now? Do you waste a lot of time? Hey, listen, no judgment. I've been known to waste some time. Sometimes the time we're wasting is necessary because it helps us synthesize our thoughts to move forward. Procrastination is not always a bad thing. It also allows you to see what your energy level is. There are certain times of the day where I am very high energy. That tends to be first thing in the morning. By about three o'clock in the afternoon, I am doing a fast fade. I am exhausted. That's because my real burst energy is about 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. I am on fire at those hours. Around 11 a.m., I know that's when I'm going to start to crater in a little bit on the energy, and that's when I tend to work out, which really helps me as someone who has ADHD to refocus my brain, put my energy where it belongs. The other ideal time for me to work out, quite frankly, is first thing in the morning. There are a couple of reasons for this. One is (laughs) I roll out into my workout clothes, and then I don't have any excuses. The other reason is, once again, it helps with the ADHD brain to work out 
you release dopamine and serotonin and all those wonderful chemicals that help you feel better and focus better. So I really strongly recommend doing this time tracker and getting a sense of where energy is. The reason I say three days is not every day is the same because it's really important to take a look at a variety of days in your life. Don't do this while you're on vacation. It's not going to be an accurate reflection of what's going on. So that's your first step. Your second step is to choose your calendar. So I use a combination of paper and digital. And I think this is really important to discuss for just a minute. There are people who love digital planning and people who love paper planning. Never will the two meet. And that is okay. You have a unique brain, you're a unique individual, and whatever system works best for you is what you should use. There's no me telling you, oh, you have to use uh, Todoist because I do, or Asana or Trello or any of the other project management softwares. So what do I do? I start with a paper calendar and I plan out what's important project-wise. Also, vacations. And I put those on colored sticky notes that I attach to a paper calendar. And the reason I use sticky notes is so that I can move them around. Because the minute you sort of draw something on your calendar or write something, especially if it's in pen, it's kind of permanent. This allows me to lay things out. So let's say I'm on vacation and I was thinking about starting a brand new program the following week. That's not going to be a very fun vacation. So that is a good way to start to figure out what you want to do with your time. I typically calendar for about 90 days at any given time. I do that in my group program with everybody as one of the bonus sessions. Every quarter we plan our following quarter. Then I take all these various steps that I've laid out on this calendar and I put them into Doist and I assign them either to people on my team or to myself. And I can work backwards from major project deadline to know exactly what I need to be doing. Step three is I fill in all those weekly events into my calendar so that I have them and I do color code them to match the color coding I have on my post-it notes on my paper calendar. I know that's a little strange, but it works really, really well for me. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't happen. I am definitely a person who lives and dies by my calendar. There are other people who are strictly to-do lists. They want nothing to do with calendaring things out. And that's great because once again, it's what works best for them. The final thing I'm going to suggest as you're looking at all of these different steps is to time block. So what does that mean? That means that you work on a specific type of task in a block of time. So for example, if you're paying bills, maybe you pay them two times a month and you block out a time for the bill paying. That way you're not grabbing a bill as you're coming in each night. Now you have to get a stamp and now you have to write a check, et cetera. Listen, some bills have to go right, right away. But for the most part, bills, if you're paying them twice a month, you're in pretty good shape. And I would recommend maybe around the 8th of the month and around the 21st or so. Most of my bills tend to hit around the first of the month or the middle of the month. Yours may be different. I would just kind of experiment with where that works best for you. I also time block for projects. And one of the things I've done is I've moved to having a Monday that has no meetings. It really helps set me up for success for the week because it allows me to tackle certain projects. So I do not take any client calls or any other networking calls or anything else on Monday. Monday is my day. Does that mean I never have a call on Monday? No, of course not. There are occasional calls. It's just that I try very hard to keep my Mondays free. So that's a kind of time blocking too. Some people call that like theme days where you have a theme for a particular day and you work only in that area. The last thing is your homework. 
So, you know, I've been uh, suggesting homework assignments for each of you for each day. And today's is to set up your calendar for the next month. You know, ascertain what's the best calendar for you and then set it up. I'd love to hear how you did with this. I am having so much fun offering you this challenge within the podcast. Please feel free to contact me. My email address is katherine at katherineavery.com. Or if you have questions, want to learn more, you can contact me at callwithkatherine.com. I'm so looking forward to our next episode. Thanks for joining me. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.